me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Veteran Well Secrets. I'm Scott Tucker, and hey, if you're joining us for the first time, please subscribe, hit the like button below, share with a friend. Our mission here is to you know, help veterans coming out of the military, whether it's still active duty and they're planning for it, or they're in the middle of transition, or they're already out and starting to realize, hey, I want to, I need to look for something else, something different to help me out. And oftentimes we put so much focus on the individual veteran, as, as we should, of course, but we need to account for that military spouse and the experience that they went through. And there's absolutely nobody better to talk to us about that today than former Sergeant Ma Command Sergeant Major Tom Satterley. Uh, so honored to have him on the show. Tom is a highly decorated combat veteran, having served in the Army for 25 years, the last 20 of which in the U.S. military's most elite Tier 1 unit, Delta Force. He's been involved in and led some of our nation's most uh, important military campaigns. He was he fought in and was portrayed in the Oscar-winning 2001 film Black Hawk Down, which was the longest sustained firefight since Vietnam. He's also the author of All Secure, a best-selling book on Amazon. It's a special oper operation soldiers fight to survive on the battlefield and the home front. And that's what's so important and what we want to uh, talk about today. So the founder of the All Secure uh, Foundation, Tom Satterley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, Scott. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, what, what you're doing is is absolutely so important. My wife's got a podcast called Holding Down the Fort to focus on bringing more education to the military family. We end, we're talking mostly about understanding benefits and how military careers work and that kind of stuff. I think that has a play into post-military life, of course. But at the end of the day, we know the major issue facing our community is PTSD. And uh, you've been in, in, in so many uh, situations, I'm sure, where you've got uh, a lot of stories to tell, uh, and we'd love to get into that, of course, but really, I know what your main mission is so important. But at the same time, you had a 25-year career. You had to be thinking at some point during that time, what am I going to do after the military? Walk us through what your thoughts were as you're ending your career and what ended up happening. So you ended up creating All Secure. Yeah, here's exactly what happened. I had zero thoughts about my next life, my next career. I was so dedicated to my job and into it. And I was suffering from PTSD that I, I didn't know. I was just drinking, hanging out. I was miserable. So I, I, I didn't plan. And I literally retired. And a friend called me within 10 days. Within 10 days, I was in Amman, Jordan, living there, teaching the Jordanian army how to be special forces qualified. It was somebody's looking for a job. I took it. It was a contract position. I lived in Amman, Jordan for a year and a half, but I had zero plans. I got lucky that I got that job when I got out. In 2010, the jobs were starting to dry up a little bit, but there were some contract jobs out there that paid well, but again, you're gone. You're overseas. You're not right. home with your family. That life continues. There was no investment yeah. for me. It was the same. For my spouse, it was the same. He's gone. He's gone 
four months at a time. He'll be home for two weeks. And he's got to go back and set up for the next course. And he's gone for four months. He'll be home for two weeks. And that was It was worse when I retired. And not having a plan, not saving money, tooling along like most people were, are doing. And it came crashing down a year and a half, two years later when that job dried up. And I started looking for contract jobs in the States. And that's when you take whatever. And then you realize that people own you. And you feel less worth. You don't belong to anything other than I need to make money to survive. That retirement check doesn't cut it. <laughs> it's, and you start to realize the things that I should have been thinking about two years prior. Mm-hmm. Right? Before retirement, two years, uh, even longer, honestly. Just like in life, you should start planning your retirement. Right. Beyond 40, 50 years old, r- real retirement. You know, so... A lot of people don't make those plans in the military. It's you're taken care of. You're given things. You have the money. You have enough money to live and do some decent things. Everything else is pretty much covered. And guys don't think to plan on the future. Yeah, we we signed up to the military to serve and and how you, you know how to get paid more, get promoted. It's or stay in longer. It's pretty easy math. Like you said, a lot of things are taken care of for us. Um, but at the end of the day, there is family life for the majority of us, and we got to be aware of that. So talk to us about what was that like as you were coming through transition? And, and when did you, did you realize you needed to really uh, take a look at this a lot deeper? Probably after my third divorce, right? about a year and a half <laughs> after retirement. I think that year and a half in Jordan did it in. I had a, he's 21 now. I had a probably 15, 14, 13-year-old son that I didn't know at the time. I um, still don't know. I'm still trying to get to know. I'm still trying to get to where he'll call me back and, and talk to me like a friend or a father. Um, but I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so it, it what we don't realize is that we put all of our efforts into helping other people our entire careers, um, mm-hmm. service industry, military, law enforcement. We just we provide for others. We help others and we never take care of ourselves. It's literally the last place that we go to work on is ourselves. And that's when things fall apart. That's work on your relationship. You don't relationships are a job is work. Building muscles is work. Being good at shooting is work. And we put the effort into it to be good at it. Don't put any work into our relationships other than to go home and hey I love you. Hey, buy you a, pick, a present on holidays and maybe some flowers if I think about it. But we don't put the work we need to put into our relationships. And then we wonder why they start to tank. I'm on my fourth last wife and I learned a lot. Finally, after retirement, when hit rock bottom, I almost lost this wife, behaving the same way, acting out from PTS, drinking, living that life, but not putting in work into my relationship, not being self-aware, figuring out what's causing the issues, right? I'm the common denominator in four marriages, aren't I? So yeah, yeah. You know, all that, she didn't do this and she didn't, <laughs> she didn't understand this. I'm like, wow, all those women. So when you become self-aware, to the point of, I haven't been taught everything. Finally realized that I haven't been taught everything that there is to know on this earth. And it's physically impossible for me to know everything. It's physically impossible for me to have been taught everything by the people. But all I know is what I've been taught. And so when I realized that's so small, that's such a small amount of information, I can open my eyes and start listening to other people and judging less. And I was in that military, that PTS kind of environment. of That's the culture. Right. We're hard. We're just what we do. We, we pull in tight. But when that's gone and you miss it so much, you feel so alone that guys are taking their lives. And that's a huge number. The worst enemy for any military person are themselves. Mm-hmm. We've killed ourselves in greater numbers than the enemy has ever killed us in. 
Mm. Right. Taking our own lives. And that's a problem. But the bigger problem is the hundreds of thousands of people who are suffering that haven't taken their lives. They're mm. still suffering. They're still out there potentially could take their lives, but they're suffering. So the number is so much bigger. People suffering and 90 percent of what we get from people are I need help in my relationship. I'm losing my family. I'm screaming at my kids all the time. It's always the same. It's literally, always the same. I don't care where you worked, what you did. The stories are different that way. But on this side of it, I need help with my relationship. I have anger issues. I don't know how to manage things, but we do. We've been taught everything we need to know. We just don't apply it on the battlefield. Wrong. Yeah. We don't have rules when we fight with our spouse. We should have rules. Because when you violate those rules, you hit that nuclear button, right? Oh, honey, yeah, and you throw that that one thing drives her crazy. Just so you win the argument, then she turns around and tries to win the argument, says something back that she knows is going to really upset you. Yeah. So now that cycle starts. Instead of the relationship winning, each individual is trying to win, and the relationship loses. So having a self-awareness to catch yourself and stop, walk away, admit that, okay, this is not the way to handle things, and... uh come back but yet we're our own worst enemies we won't take care of ourselves we won't admit that we might need a little help and it might be from outside source and that person may or may not have been to combat yeah. i'm not talking to somebody unless they've been to combat and understand it you just limited 90 percent of the people in the world that could help you you know yeah yeah it's funny that you said it we spend so much time training and working with our weapon systems and our teammates so that we can operate uh, most effectively and yet we don't tend to do that with our spouse because we think, hey, we have the issues they don't understand. Or maybe, hey, we don't want to talk to them about it. But I know your mantra is that the solution to solving PTSD is the strong relationship. What What, what is it that, that you guys do at All Secure that when people come to you or, or what should people come to you for and how do you? People come to us for everything. We've had, you know, suicides, suicide of a child, suicide of a spouse. Those are horrible. And we handle everything with truth. We're not therapists. Okay. We're friends. Mm -hmm. We're here to help you with experiences. And when someone calls me and says, my son just could kill themselves. And I know that exact same person wanted to kill himself a year ago when we got them out of that. Now this person is my son beat me to it. My son took the golden bullet. The way we view things is crazy problems. We want to fix or solve problems. If we can't, we remove them. And when we can't fix ourselves and we can, when we think we can't fix ourselves, then we remove the problem. But we, people, it, it's relationships. I scream at my kids when the dishes are dirty or they don't do what they're supposed to. So we're taking our past muscle memory from combat or training and we're applying it to a home situation. They're not, I've heard this. I'm not your soldier. Yeah. I'm not your private. And, and it's true. Civilians mm -hmm. don't want to be talked that way. And we act like our way is the best way. Our way is the way. Yeah, and it might be in combat, dominate that problem, get on top of it, no matter what, and then sort it out and everybody lives or few amount of casualties as possible. But at home, it's not that way. At home, the dishes can be dirty. There might be a reason. Um, thousands of reasons have lost relationships with children because their little problem of daddy, the doll arm on my, the arm on my doll broke. It's not a real arm, Hugh. Okay, kids aren't meant for combat. They're not supposed to grow up already. So we need to let them be children. But we're such teachers. We try to teach them everything to save them. And I, I went through it. My job is to make sure that they can live on their own out there in the world. It's a shitty, tough world. As opposed to getting on the floor and talking to the children and their little problems are big to them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't listen to the little problems, they won't come to you with their big problems later. Lo and behold, I've learned that one, right? So we help them with 
by giving tools, we can't do the work for anybody, right? It's hard work. Relationships are hard work. Anything you want is hard work. You want a relationship, you better work hard at it, or he or she is going to stray. They're going to cheat. Why? Someone's going to say, that's a nice dress or that's a nice jacket. And you're going to go, somebody paid attention to me and that felt good, mm -hmm. right? Because at home, it's just normal every day. It's boring anymore. So you have to flirt. You have to um, date your spouse. You have to keep it active or that's just the natural order of things. You just can't demand someone stay with you and do nothing your whole life. It gets boring and old. And so you have to work at it. So we give the couples the tools to work at it. Here are some tools and, and they're conversational, their communication skills. They're easy to apply. You'll screw it up along the way because your muscle memory is one way. It's over here, yelling, screaming, and dominating. It's a new thing we're learning, just like basic training. It's overwhelming until you get a hold of it, and then you get a little good at it, and then you get better at it, and then it's your new way. And that's the effort we have to put into our relationships. We have to make rules so we don't go out of bounds. We have to make a plan for when we're going to, not if, but when we fight, so we know when to break away from it, come back, keep it civil. We have to plan and talk about how we're going to talk with our children and our family. And we have to share our life experiences. You're not protecting your spouse by not sharing it. They know. Kids know when you're messed up. Kids, mm -hmm. they know when you're screwed up. They're smarter than you think. They just don't know how to ask you because they haven't been taught those words. What's going on? Hey, dad's got a tough job. Mom's got a tough job. You don't have to say body parts fly everywhere. Okay, that's a story. But it's a tough job, man. And people die. And it's hard when I come home. I'm not always right there. And they'll understand. Mm -hmm. learn how to live together and that's why we work on the, the spouses so much it's you can't just help one part of that because when they come home that life's there life happens and that's what's been going on your entire life you're at work doing one thing you come home and do another we want you to be doing that all the time and it doesn't matter if you're a ceo of an organization putting all all the hours mm -hmm. trying to keep your organization going you're there. You're not at home. Something's got to give. The military, pro sports, anything that you spend a lot of time at to be good at takes away from something else. So you got to make a plan to pay attention to that other thing or you'll lose it. Uh, you said it exactly right. I Actually, this last year is the first time my wife and I did any sort of couples counseling. One, we found an organization through a veterans group where they offered it for free and we're like, heck, we're all just sitting around anyways. How can this hurt? And it's helped tremendously. And just little things, honestly, recognizing, hey, everybody's got a trigger instead of, and it'll escalate very quickly to your response mechanism of what your assumptions are, what the other person's doing. And so it's just, a, I mean, real quick, little thing like that has just been so helpful. How do we make more veterans? I, mean, I just never thought about it. I was like, I hey, counseling. I've had life coaches and stuff before. But I never thought we had problems in a way where it's, I needed that kind of stuff. Now, I wasn't in heavy combat. I was downrange, but you know, I was an officer, so I could sit in talks. But but still, there there were things coming out of the military I don't recognize that I portray on my wife. And boy, I wish I would started it from day one uh, to be talking about that stuff. Because even she was not with me when I was active, but she was a... A military child. She's a gold star. Lost her father to wow. suicide when he was at year seventeen. He, he jumped off a ship, and yeah, it, it's just crazy. She never dealt with that for twenty years, and we it, think there's nothing wrong with us. But just by what you yeah. told me, that's a stack on top of mm -hmm. something that's undealt with. It's and people aren't killing themselves with their head in their hands, screaming, "I miss Johnny from combat," or "I yeah. miss that." They're having undealt with childhood trauma that's resurfacing due to combat and stress. And it's almost always undealt with trauma from previous issues. Yeah, no. Stress. Yeah, that's, it's, it's so true. And, and, and just having her kind of recognize that she recognized she had, you know, oh, I, 
I am actually in the military. And I, I know maybe a lot of military spouses you know, live the military spouse life, but of course you're not feeling you're in it. So there's a lot of disconnect there. So for both perspective, if for folks that aren't quite seeing yet, I need to address this relationship issue. How do we wake them up and say, hey, go work on the relationship first? That's easy. They've been throwing that book at you since you were private. P-M-P-S, mm. right? Keep it working so it doesn't break. Preventive maintenance checks and services. How many times you read those manuals? And maybe I'm dating myself. They got funny. <laughs> Change the oil in your vehicle so it doesn't break. It's an iPad. It's automated. Is it? So, <laughs> no. so now it's easy. So now it's, it's there's it's written down how to take mm. care of something so you don't break it because it's harder to work on it when it's broke. What's a relationship? Call it a vehicle. Do preventive maintenance on it. Keep it spicy. Keep it real. Keep it happy. Keep it interesting. Keep the communication flowing. You're growing apart. You're growing different as you grow up. We mature. We grow differently. And if we don't communicate, especially if you're apart a lot in the military or any other job, sales, you know, mm. we grow apart. And so it's work like everything else. You treat it like a job. A relationship is a job. And if you don't work at it, it will fail. I, trust me, I didn't work at three of them. <laughs> I worked at a job that... Had my had any of my previous spouses said it's, it's me or that, I'd have said see ya because I had spent so much time and energy into this one thing and less into the other. What's the value out of it? Right. But you married and you should have. I was a kid when I married, man. We're, we're still young when we marry. We don't know. Military people shouldn't marry until 30. Nobody should really marry right. until 30 and they're growing up anyway. But military people marry young mm -hmm. and then they grow up and, and a lot of spouses. I'm sorry, guys. My wife, we, we have a, another website, Virago, and she wrote a book, Arsenal of Hope, about the other side. A lot of spouses would never do it. Would you do it all over? The soldier's like, absolutely. And the spouse is like, nope. Had I known how lonely and hard it would have been, I wouldn't have done it again. Would I ever tell him that? No. Will we get a divorce? Maybe. I don't know. But I definitely wouldn't have done it again which means they're not happy now. Wow. Let me, what about what's going on right now with the lockdowns? All of a sudden, everything shifts where now people are forced to be at stay at home. Uh, are you seeing anything? Is, is that becoming a positive thing or is that mm -hmm. having negative? Uh, because now we're not used to it. It's okay. Yeah, we're right. home. And it's, so is there anything folks can be doing right now to deal with our, who knows how long this is going to last? <laughs> So I look at this like taking uh, a trained soldier and an untrained so an untrained person, throwing them both into combat. Okay. Here you go. Like COVID was the instant PTSD symptoms, isolation, fear of the unknown, an enemy attacking us. You can't see it. Disinformation. Oh, then throw in the election, throw in riots, throw in the murder hornets and throw in whatever else attacked us this year. Um, it's been ridiculous. People are so stressed out that the drinking and, and drug abuse and, and spousal abuse is up through the roof. Suicides went from 22 to 28 a day. It's the isolation is horrible. There's young soldiers. We have different units that we talked to that they lost four soldiers in three months. And one of them shot themselves on the range. They went out and got their weapons, drew their weapons, went out to the range and they turned his gun on himself. So there's more soldiers that saw that. This isolation is the worst thing. We all need safety, security, attachment, connection, or we start to break apart. I don't care how tough you are. I've worked with the hardest pipe hitters in the world and I, I get them crying on the phone, man. Our therapists will get them crying because the reality of it is you're human. You've been trained to do something that goes against your morals mm -hmm. and you've done it so easily with muscle memory in our room. 
I turn a corner. There's a hands empty. There's another handgun killer. I don't even know what color, what sex, where you're from. There's a gun in your hand and I know you're not one of my guys. You're dead. And then I'll assess it later. That's gone. You don't even think about it, but you've been taught your whole life not to do that. So it comes back later when you start thinking about it. I mean, I took, I don't know how many people's lives and you start to think about it. And then you start to, and I'm not talking about crying in the corner and feeling bad because mm-hmm. they tried to kill you and your friends. But as time passes, all that kind of thins out unless you hold hate your whole life, which then you're just not going anywhere anyway either. But once you start to come out of it and start to humanize again, you start to think about those lives and you start to think about, man, they think they're the good guys too, right? Mm-hmm. They're fighting for their cause as well. So everything I'm doing is because I was taught this by where I was. Everything he's doing or she's doing is because it was taught by what they're they brought up. And we're going at it for somebody else who's just telling us to go at it. Yeah. Shoot each other and see who wins. Because we need to, and I'm not complaining. I love the military, but I want people to have awareness of what you're doing. What are you really doing? I'm fighting for my country. That's a slogan. That's a recruitment speech. And it gets you going. It got me going. I'll never die. I'm the best train in the world. Yeah. I've seen little kids shoot highly trained people. Wow. No training. Highly trained. Kid turns a corner, shoots him. It's that's it. That's yeah. that's all it's good for you. You're pushing for your for what you believe in. But until you stop and really consider what you believe in, it can be very limited. And what you understand about life can be very limited. Hopefully that pushes you to go out and learn more, go out and understand, more. go out and investigate and remain curious about everything you do. Cause once that safety security attachment connection starts to break down after 24 hours without a hug or connection, people start to break down and it's physically proven that a hug of 30 seconds, 40 seconds, my wife will kill me for not knowing the time <laughs> physiologically, biologically changes you. Yeah. It changes you just like PTS is biological. It changes you. It's not your fault. It's not because you're afraid or it's not because you're tough. It's biological. You can't do anything about it. No, Tom, thanks. Thank you so much for your honesty on, on those two, two main points. One, having been through so many marriages to, to say, Hey, I need to wake up and find out how to do this better and help others do it. But also to be aware of, Hey, what we're signing up to serve to do, but don't just go into it blindly because you, you get a nice paycheck and benefits and that stuff's nice. That's a, a good thank you from the American taxpayer, but also realize there's other people with agendas that have that are telling you what to do. And if we only follow their path, also, hey, how to get out of the military, how to get a job, how to go on with your life. So if you just keep following them, you're never going to take full control of your opportunities. And uh, right now, with so many organizations, especially ones like yours that are willing to help, we could take a step back, open up our eyes and take advantage of really what's so amazing right now, the ability to connect and and figure out what you really want to do, what your new sense of purpose is. And I I believe that's part of the solving the problem of of PTS is finding a new sense of purpose to to make you want to go on. But anyways, Tom, thank you so much for coming on, sharing all your uh, insight. Can't wait to to get into your book and share that with my wife. I know she'll love it, but how, how do folks get a hold of you? Who should be contacting you at All Secure? And uh, yeah, how, how do they reach you? It, it's pretty easy. If you go to the website, allsecurefoundation.org, and you hit contact, that goes to my wife and I. We okay. have everything ourselves. We have a couple other people that help us, but keep costs low and to keep all that money going back to helping others. So we do it ourselves, but allsecurefoundation.org and 
There's a contact button there. We're on Facebook, All Secure Foundation, or me, Tom Satterley. All that content is the same. It's just us trying to get it out there without getting censored or blocked because we're veterans, military, and we feel that way. But So we're, we're hitting it everywhere. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at All Secure Vets. But any avenue that you can hit us up on, we respond to immediately. And it, now, immediately, but some of the, the messages on DMs and, and things that I get thousands, it takes a bit. I always tell people, hey, please email me here. That way it's more official and it's not like, hey, thanks. And I got to go through thousands of those and I missed something. But right. we respond right away. And and like you were going through therapy this year, we offer that free. Right. We'll give you three okay. sessions for free over the phone and Zoom, whatever you want. While our therapist finds a therapist in your area locally that takes your insurance for you to help you out, continue on if you want to, or you continue with her if she has the time. But she is so amazing that she understands and everybody that's that's talked to her wants her. That's like something I got to hold on to, keep hold of. But she was our like third or fourth therapist for my wife and I. And when we found her, she was so amazing. We hired her. It was, uh, and we're nonstop on the phone with people. There's no excuses. It's free. Nobody's going to know you're calling. I don't tell mm-hmm. them. I connect you. You talk. And people call me back saying, I love her. She's great. I was crying for hours. And I'm like, hey, I appreciate the feedback. But it's private between you and her. And nobody can get a hold of it. So those excuses yeah. are gone if somebody will find out or people will make fun of me or I can't afford it. But we want to help people. And that's yeah. what we're doing. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. And uh, thanks, everybody, for, for joining us again today. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.